Welcome to Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell, bringing you the latest information for families seeking to adopt, adoptees, and women considering placing a child for adoption. Now, with today's program, here is Marty Caldwell. Well, welcome and thank you for joining us today. Today we have a topic that I think will help a lot of people. It's traveling for adoption, international travel tips for adopting. A lot of people just, you know, get so excited about the adoption process, they forget what to do. And inevitably, we end up going someplace and we think, oh, my gosh, I wish I had brought such and such. And many times in international travel, uh, we don't have a Walmart around the corner and uh, we can't just run in and pick something up. So we're going to discuss today a little bit about some tips on traveling, um, you know, for international adoption plus domestic um, when you're going to pick up your child for adoption. Um, And I think that this topic, too, is going to help people that just travel overall. There's some really great tips with our guests today, too. Before I start, uh, remember to sign up for our reminder by email at uh, letstalkadoption.com. We have that free reminder. We'll send you by email, and you'll find lots of other resources, too. Here's my email, info at letstalkadoption.com. So let's get on to the show. Today, our guest is uh, Marie Bartlett Sloan. Marie and her husband adopted three girls, uh, little girls from China, in three separate trips. So she is a real pro on traveling and uh, and, and doing this. Uh, she has compiled a wonderful, extensive list of travel tips to help others when adopting abroad. And we're going to share that address where you can download that free. So Marie, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Well, we have so much to cover in here. We could cover quite a bit. We've got a lot to cover in this half hour. But, you know, you had said to me on the phone when we were doing our free interview that you become a parent in a hotel room, basically, when you're adopting internationally. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and tell me a little bit about, um, you know, you wrote these travel tips and, and you discovered this firsthand. Share a little bit about your background on this and why you wrote these tips. Oh, well, um, we adopted from China the first time in 1994. Mm-hmm. And at that time, uh, I think we were in the second group of parents from the Chicago area to travel to China mm-hmm. to adopt. Uh, there was absolutely no information on what we could expect over there. Um, there had been one group that traveled before us, and they told us what they could. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we felt like we were stepping off into the unknown. You were trailblazers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, I did the best I could. I, I literally spent hours in the stores just going up and down the aisles thinking, thinking, mm-hmm. thinking. And I'd grab ladies in the baby section and say, excuse me, but <laughs> mm-hmm. what would you, we're adopting and <laughs> People want to help you. You, you know, people do want to help you when they find oh, out you're adopting. Absolutely, yeah. everybody was just mm-hmm. delighted to help. So that's um, what that's what you just picked up items that way. And I mean, mm-hmm. did you did you overpack the first time? Because I know I we tend to do that. You know, overpack um, things. Yeah, I would say so. Um, I way overdid it on the diapers, mm-hmm. but back then they weren't available there. Now they mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. Um. And I took too much stuff with me to occupy my spare time. I discovered quickly that I had no more spare time. Mm-hmm. I so tend I to took... take too many books and, you know, things yeah. like that. Um, as far as what to take, I mean, you have a huge list, and we're going to give the website out in a little bit too, mm-hmm. but, you know, there are some people that are so, you know, we went to, when we picked up our son, we got lost going to San Francisco to pick him up, and, and we were from the area. And I can imagine traveling to another country you may have never gone to. Uh, it's not your first language. 
and uh, the sense, the smells, the time difference um, is very confusing. What are some tips that, you know, you can help people with? How soon can they start planning and packing? And it really depends, I guess, on the child and the country. But we're going to talk about primarily China because that's where mm-hmm. you adopted this time. But a lot of the countries will have the same needs. What are some of the most important tips you can share with us about, um, you know, preparing for traveling uh, for your adoption and packing? Um Start with a list in advance. Start thinking about yourself. I mean, for instance, the example I give on my list is uh, I never use a hair dryer, so I would not take one. That might be a perfect thing for you to take. Mm-hmm. So those sorts of things um, you need to think about. Your prescription medications. Mm-hmm. Do you take them in the bottles? Because I know that... Absolutely. Yeah, take them in the bottles. And I know you said something in here, you had a special note about... Uh, pre-packing uh, powder formula because you said keep them in there because you were a former bacteriologist. Yes. And that, you know, instead of taking out, people think, oh, I'll put them in my Ziploc bags, but um, they can get mold and fungus, you said, uh, in there. And, and mm-hmm. moisture in some countries are very humid. Oh, and, yes. And China so, is extremely humid. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, leave the baby formula in the original container, and then you can just take out what you need as you need it. And they have individual ones now, little tiny but, packets that are like the size of fingers, and you can just tear them open, and they're in Right, and there. that's ideal, because mm-hmm. then you can mix a bottle on the spot, even mm-hmm. if you're in a bus or something, mm-hmm. and just use the water from the bottled water that they give you to drink. You know, since you have your extensive list, I don't want to go over the whole thing because people can download that too, uh, you know, off the, the site. And let's go ahead and get that website out now. But I do want to share a few things that I have questions on, on especially traveling with older children, mm-hmm. uh, you know, coming back and going to. What is your website where people can download this uh, wonderful traveling tips for those adopting? <laughs> it's bartlettsloan.net, and that's bartlett-sloan.net. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so if anybody has any uh, questions, that's a great place to go. Because, you know, it depends on the country. And I found a lot of people said, well, I, f- I, I found out the baby was X, you know, months old. But when I got there, she was smaller than I thought, and the mm-hmm. clothes were too big. Mm-hmm. Does that happen often, too? Yeah. Uh, <coughs> in, at least in China, I think that kids are smaller than, than American kids. Mm-hmm. And you can go to the Families with Children from China website and get height and growth charts, mm-hmm. which um, would help. you really ought to have your pediatrician put in your child's medical record. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, to this day, if, mm-hmm. if we get a new pediatrician, mm-hmm. our oldest daughter is 12 mm-hmm. now, and they still freak out because she's off the bottom of the American growth chart. Yeah, so still. they understand, too, the children there, too. And, you know, one of the things, too, we always talk about is don't pack your documents. Put them in a carry-on. With the new changes. Oh, absolutely, yes. With the new changes, I know, with airlines, we've we been flying. I've been flying um, in and out of the country, and I know that we had a four-hour, through customs, uh, four hours of getting in and out of customs. And I was, of course, writing an article, so I took pictures of inside, and they came up to me, and I thought, oh, please don't take my camera. But they had me delete the photographs. But I was I was basically taking photographs on how long it was, and these little children were crying because they couldn't have their bottles or their juices, and they've loosened that up a bit. But I find slip-on shoes are really important to take, um, and uh, the clear plastic bags whenever you can do that, and um, and you know just be pleasant about the whole thing. But taking some snacks because you know if your flight's delayed, and um, airlines you know internationally are going to have some food, but you still need to have something that you feel comfortable with. And I found taking earplugs and a sleeping mask is really helpful. 
Mm-hmm. And I know for babies, I recommend, I've written some articles on um, taking a real light weight sheet to put down on the, 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 the bed of the hotel because the sheets in some countries are not as clean as, as they are in the United States. And I don't know if you found that to be true when you traveled to China, but that was an issue. Um, <coughs> it, all hotels we stayed in in China were five-star hotels except the first one. Mm-hmm. So you probably didn't have a problem. Sometimes I just don't Well, like the first one was a problem. Yeah. So, yes, that is a good tip. And and I and now I get little tiny uh, antibacterial spray also. I take that. And, mm-hmm. I, and I'm, I guess I'm a little fanatical in that area. But I just, you know, when you're bringing a child in, and I know you talked about, you know, you picked up a uh, an infection or a bacteria from your daughter. You know, you can pick up even just from changing diapers and things if you don't have, you know, warm water in your room. A lot of hotels will have that, of course. But you've got to be really careful under your fingernails and that type of thing if you have long fingernails because uh, we just don't think about how often we put our fingers in our mouth or anything else. Oh, yeah, you know, or, yeah. or rub your eyes, which mm-hmm. is a great way. That's how the cold virus enters your body mm-hmm. through right. your eyes, actually. Yeah. yeah, so I think that's important, too. So let's go back over to when we're traveling with older siblings. What can you recommend on that? Well, um, first of all, you have to, to take a good hard look at your older child and how well do they travel in general? Mm-hmm. I mean, if they're just a laid-back kid and they can entertain themselves, that's cool. But if they're high maintenance, that flight across the Pacific is going to be mm-hmm. a project. Mm-hmm. Um, and once the kids get beyond a certain age, mm-hmm. and that, again, is going to be dependent on your kid, mm-hmm. then they're going to understand what's going on better. Mm-hmm. They'll be able to participate in planning for the trip. Mm-hmm. Um you know, small stuff to entertain, like a book, crayons. Uh, they have even portable little uh, electronics, though. I, I really worry about that with kids because the battery life or they could get stolen. Uh, they are target, you know, but for watching right. little, little you know, movies and stuff like that, too. Um, yeah, I'm a big book person. <laughs> yeah, I am, too. I love them, and I prefer that, and I think it's good. Um, it depends like you're on the age, too. Um, you know, I know that a lot of times parents, they're traveling for the first time, and they can ask other people, as you did, on the plane and observe what works because um, I've traveled with our kids when they were just very little, um, you know, and making sure that they were they had a bottle or uh, something that they can, they can munch on or uh, during flight so they don't have their ears hurt um, are mm-hmm. very important too. And I, if you're traveling with a, a, a plane load of other people, you're going to have a lot of babies crying. So you've got to realize yourself, uh, the earplugs sometimes come in handy because if your child's sleeping and you're a light sleeper, that might be difficult um, when you're flying with a lot of other babies crying and you've got a lot of emotions going on being a parent, you know, mm-hmm. um, too. Tell me a little bit about um, the the list you have on here, too, talks about, um, you know, bringing your own toilet paper and bringing some, some things. What What kind of things have you found lately that we can't take through as far as food uh, do you just pack them in your bags, your check-on? Is that what you're doing now? Uh, yeah. Um, <coughs> and even the toilet paper is not that necessary any longer. Mm-hmm. used to be more so. It used to be. Oh, mm-hmm. boy. Yeah, that South America is like crap. Yeah, like crap, uh, like um, crepe paper, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. So just unbelievable. That is a point. Mm-hmm. And I think people have to realize that, too. And just having wet ones. I know we carry uh, little disposable wet ones mm-hmm. um, in our hands, and uh, I give them to everybody, you know, before we eat and after we eat. And that really keeps down people getting sick. And you have, you know, 
well, I carry a little a medicine pack with me, um, a little carry-on, and I actually carry some garlic with me and lemon uh, juice and, be- and little packs and honey and tea. And I make a, a you know a concoction, an old uh, Portuguese Italian concoction um, that really will knock out colds. And I carry emergency and airborne and um, a lot of different things so that any of the kids have any problems or my husband, they just come to me and then I have these little things I can give out, uh, homeopathic or you know uh, medicines, aspirins and Tylenol. And I find that just by carrying that, you know, band-aids all the way down to anything else, that they're, they're, that's a good thing to do when you're traveling with a lot of children, too. Oh, yeah. There's uh, always going to be scrapes and mm-hmm. bumps. Exactly. Now, when you're, uh, you have some tips for handling your luggage and stuff when you get to the hotel to avoid chaos. What, what do you do? Tell me about that. Well, first of all, um, we had, because all luggage looks alike, we took colored electrical tape and put that around the handles and across the sides of the luggage so mm-hmm. we could spot it instantly. Yeah, that's smart. No other, or, and one trip we used uh, bumper stickers from Rock City mm-hmm. in Tennessee. Yeah, something that will make it stand out. Yeah, because yeah, everything everything looks the same. Mm-hmm. Um, once you get up to the hotel room, don't spread out mm-hmm. because if you spread out, when the time comes for you to pack and leave, you're going to be searching high and low for everything. For everything. So do you just live out of your suitcase instead of unpacking then? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And get one of those toiletry bags that hangs on the rod in mm-hmm. the uh, bathroom. So right. all your toiletries are in one spot, mm-hmm. I not do, I, all over the bathroom. Yeah. I bought one for each one of us, and they're all different colors in the family, and everyone has their own, so they can put their toothbrush back and their own toothpaste. Mm-hmm. And we don't share any of that because everyone has their own different type. And um, I always bring extra toothbrushes, brand new ones. <laughs> And they always know to go to mom. Mom, I forgot toothbrush for my friend or whatever, and I've got extra ones. Um, so my suitcase is usually heaviest, but it's nice to have that all separated too. We're going to take a real quick break here, Marie. When we come back, we have some more things ta- um, talking about packing for um, lightly versus um, and packing for emergencies too. So when we come back from this little break, we're going to talk more with Marie about international travel tips for adopting. So we'll be right back. God has a plan for each of us. Sometimes we simply aren't sure what that is. Many Christian families are struggling today with infertility and pregnancy loss and feel forgotten as to God's plan for their lives. Is God trying to convey His plan to you? Perhaps He is trying to lead you to another path for building your family. Christian families are being built every day through the miracle of adoption. There is hope and there's a child for you. Visit LifetimeAdoption.org. Or call 530-432-7373 to learn more about welcoming a baby into your heart through adoption. Caldwell, and if you just joined the program today, we're talking with Marie Bartlett Sloan, and that's without an E. I want to make sure that you have that down. It's um, Bartlett, B-A-R-T-L-E-T-T hyphen Sloan, S-L-O-A-N. 
net. right? Is that correct, Marie? That's right. Right, and we're talking about international travel tips for adopting. Before I uh, forget, I want to remind you, too, if you're interested in, uh, in a book on adopting, uh, my book, AdoptingOnline.com, is uh, available, of course, at book sites and online. And um, so if you go to the book site, AdoptingOnline.com, you can get more information for anybody interested. There is um, some information there on travel also and saving money, uh, financing your adoption. So um, do visit that site. Marie, before we left, we were talking a little bit about, you know, how to pack and, and how to, um, you know, handle yourself inside the hotel because you were in a different area. Um you know, cell phones, too. Let's talk about cell phones. You know, they have international cell phones now. Um, do you have any recommendations as far as what to do with that? Because some cell phones work internationally and others you have to get, you know, special phones or special programs set up. Well, <laughs> you got me there because mm-hmm. last time we traveled, that wasn't mm-hmm. available. Yeah, I think I would check with the carrier, carrier that you have. Yeah, I think so, too. And, and be aware of that because a lot of people don't realize that or it's not covered and they leave the country and they think, oh, it's just, you know, I'm covered. And they come back with this huge, huge bill. Um, so I think that's important, too. Mm-hmm. You know, you talk about light, uh, packing lightly versus packing for all emergencies. If we go to these big box stores and, you know, we buy uh, tons of diapers and, and, and wipes, how many diapers per day do you think that your, your daughter used um, when you were doing it? I can't even remember how far back. Oh, how many golly, I would say four. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And there sure. were occasions when we went through a lot more than that. Mm-hmm. And are they difficult um, to come by? After all, these kids are having a diet change. Yeah, so they and may that's going to uh, upset their little tummy. And sometimes, uh, you know, I found too when I was traveling uh, in other countries, they take off from noon to two or so, and everything's closed down. You keep you don't find little mini marts mm-hmm. just to run in and get things. And then I found with the language barriers too, trying to explain uh, what I wanted, um, just even band aids. You know, trying to find mm-hmm. that was very difficult. Tell me. Um, so it's packing those type of things, too, and just, you said, I like putting things in Ziploc bags. I buy the gallon size Ziploc bags, and you can see them. I can write the person's name on it, and I can put in um, makeup in one so that they don't spill, and liquid items in another, and um, snacks in another, and I just put those in carry-ons, and everyone everyone gets their little bags of stuff. Um, you're talking about, li- you know, I don't pack lightly. I just don't do that. Um, as a writer, too, I take all my research and tons of stuff as if I'm going to get snowed in. How do you go about doing that? Um, what can you recommend? Well, you have to stop and, and consider what you want to take along that has more than one use. Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, on one of our trips, we went in January, and we started out in Beijing, which was freezing cold, mm-hmm. and we had to end up in Guangzhou, which is tropical. Mm-hmm. So instead of taking heavy sweaters, I took layers, mm-hmm. and I would like wear two two t-shirts, one on top of another. Mm-hmm. Um, I had one sweater, then my coat, and I could just add or subtract layers as I needed to. I think that's wise too, and just layering it that way. And I find vests too. You know, I also take, and I don't know if you've done this, Marie. I, I take folding bags so that when I come back with additional items, I have this this folding bag that really comes down to like is the size of a compact disc. And uh, then you unzip it and it pops open and I have another bag. And right. we always carry those to carry back souvenirs or I even, if, if I might, I can bring a small purse or a fanny pack. Um, and I, I only had a fanny pack. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then later when we had the baby, I mm-hmm. used the diaper bag as my purse. Yeah, that's and good. And camera bag. And be really so careful. Don't carry a camera bag. I've told, this is I've heard too is, is that, uh, you know, diaper, uh, camera bags are targets, of course. And some countries, too, you can be a target. They see that. Um, they can cut off your, you know, your backpack. 
And I think um, I carry documents in a hidden uh, pouch around my neck and uh, my passport and credit cards and things like that that I don't really need, but I don't leave anything in my hotel room. I don't carry, I don't wear good jewelry when I travel. Um, I wear a simple wedding band and a watch and uh, maybe some simple earrings I wear the whole trip. Um, but I just don't want to be a target. And I find that using a diaper bag for your camera bag is really smart and not flaunting it, and especially if you're in an area where you're traveling and it may be a rough area. You want to be very uh, aware of what's around you, um, especially when you're taking pictures of who's behind you and, and, and explain that to the children and your, your, your spouse that we all need to stick together. And, um, and, and that's one nice thing. We've also taken with us the walkie-talkies, at, uh, Motorola, those Motorola walkie-talkies, which I think are really helpful in, in traveling too. I don't know. They may not have been available when you were adopting um, no, they weren't back yeah, then, but that's too. an outstanding idea. Yeah, and so tell me a little bit about uh, the, the your luggage. You, you talk about that. Do you think the hard luggage is better than to take things on, or do you do the soft, or is there anything? Actually, I think I prefer personally the soft luggage. Mm-hmm. We had the kind with straps mm-hmm. so you could increase or decrease the size of the piece mm-hmm. depending on how much junk you had in it. Yeah, I think so, so too. you know, if well, you bought a bunch of those beautiful little silk dresses mm-hmm. to take home, and you can expand those suitcases a little bit. And I think, too, uh, the reason I'm saying fanny packs for people also, and I know people go, oh, no one wears those. You've got a child. You've got a car seat. You've got bags. Uh, you don't want to have to be putting this all down. You want to be able to find it right there and reach it in front of you. Right. And um, so the things that you normally would not wear at home would be very handy because you want both hands free uh, to little squirming, squirming little ones. And um, I think that's important. Let's talk about medications that people should take because, we you know, we're going to – there are intestinal – you know, problems sometimes when you travel internationally. What do you recommend as basics that people take? Well, basic is to make sure that there, under no circumstances you drink tap water. Mm-hmm. We tied a washcloth around the faucet in the mm-hmm. bathroom mm-hmm. just as a visual reminder because it's so automatic for Americans mm-hmm. to drink tap mm-hmm. water. Yeah, Keep your hands clean. Another tip I think real quick, I know as we're winding out here, um, medication you want to take... Um, Imodium, IV, yes. something like that. Uh, you want to take um, Pepto-Bismol, um, and just, you can get those little chewable ones, too, which kids can take. Yes. Um, so all those kind of things, and again, put them in something very small uh, that would be very, very helpful, too. Anything else that you feel is a real... Um, of course, your prescription medications. Mm-hmm. If you're prone to colds, mm-hmm. the herbal preparations mm-hmm. uh, are helpful. Um a nightlight. You know what I found out too, and then uh, you know, I take those little glow sticks. You break them in half and you hang them over the door, and uh, you can see them and take one for each night. And that way, you don't have to worry about the plugs and the adapters. Mm-hmm. Um, but those make really nice over the door type things when you're traveling too. And um, Marie, anything else that you can recommend? I know we've got about a minute left in the show. Um, that take you can post-it notes uh, and postcards probably too. Post-it notes. Post-it there's, notes, okay. You know there's that mm-hmm. little peephole in your hotel door oh, yes. that you can see who's at your door? Mm-hmm. Guess what? They can see into your room. Oh, wow. And I am willing to bet that they're ca- if there's a criminal person around, they're mm-hmm. casing your room. Yeah. So put a little post-it over that eye hole. Yeah. You can peel it off quickly to see who's there, mm-hmm. but it gives you that extra privacy. And that's really a good tip, too. And I think basically getting your information on your site, downloading, is going to have all kinds of information for you. Thank you so much for Thank being on you. the show, Marie. You know, this has been very helpful. Again, if you'd like to download Marie's, um, her free travel tips for those traveling to China and 
any country. It's at Bartlett, B-A-R-L-E-T-T hyphen S-L-O-A-N dot net. So you can uh, download it there, and we appreciate you offering that to our listeners, too. Anyway, this is Marty Caldwell, and it's been a pleasure to be with you today. I hope you've enjoyed our show, and remember to send you uh, send out your email questions to me at info at letstalkadoption.com. Next week, we'll be covering another topic. We're doing a series uh, next week also on adopting overseas and large families, so be sure to tune into that. Until next week, God bless you. Have a wonderful week. I'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us for Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell. For more adoption information, visit LifetimeAdoption.com or call 1-800-923-6784. That's 1-800-9-ADOPT-4. And tune in again next week at the same time for Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell.